Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to my Friday Five. Lovely to be back in your ear. And for those of you listening to me in the UK, I hope that you are cozied up somewhere warm. It's been a weird old week, hasn't it, weather-wise? I nearly got clean blown away by the gales earlier and the chilly rain. Well, typical for a bank holiday weekend, I guess. But it did mean that I spent a little bit more time cozied up indoors, like so many of us. And it gave me the chance to dig a little deeper into research for a few things with some new articles. You will now find these live on the Lizard Wellbeing website. There is a fascinating new feature all about reishi mushrooms. Very interesting new research here into so many immune enhancing properties of these fabulous fungi, as well as their ability to help modulate our immune response to pollen especially and help for hay fever. So do check that one out if hay fever is bothering you right now. And also on that note, you may have seen or heard my Instagram or Facebook live with the natural health practitioner, Emma Davies. We discussed the usefulness of a polyphenol called quercetin, especially when it comes to dampening down the overreaction of our histamine production, which can then trigger our hay fever symptoms. Well, quercetin is found in certain foods such as red skinned apples and red onions, along with brassicas such as broccoli. And you'll find an excellent new article all about this on the Lazar Wellbeing website now. And as someone with pretty bad hay fever at the moment, all of this early tree pollen being blown around, you know, I am finding the quercetin supplements really helpful and they work just as well for me as conventional antihistamines without any of the side effects. So worth having a look. Well, in other news, I wanted to share with you an update from last week. And this was from Dr. Zoe Hodson last week when we spoke about the scandalous lack of testosterone as a replacement hormone for women. You may recall that we spoke about how all women make natural supplies of testosterone. In fact, we make more testosterone in our ovaries than we do estrogen. It's an essential female hormone. 
but one which we start to lose from our 30s onwards. Now, this not only affects sex drive and libido, one of the main things that testosterone is famous for, but importantly, it can dramatically affect brain function, reducing our cognitive capabilities, memory capacity and more, as well as reducing muscle strength and can bring on extreme fatigue. Well, following on from Dr Zoe's call to action to ask if all the UK's regional formularies will allow women to be able to reclaim their missing hormones. At the moment, only a handful of local CCGs actually allow GPs to prescribe testosterone for women, despite its extremely good safety record and rates of efficacy. Do you know, it's a real postcode lottery out there, like so many things. Well, she has just updated me with the news that the Lancashire CCG have responded to say that they are taking it to panel. I guess that's a good thing. Uh, she says she's still waiting for replies from loads of them. She says she's going to chase up the emails once she has ploughed through the 144 different formularies. And she also writes to say, I have emailed nice as well, but nothing back yet. So watch this space and a big thank you to all those who helped uh, contact your local CCG which you can do online and you can find information on Zoe's Instagram on how to do that. Uh, she is the Manchester Menopause Hive on Instagram and lots of good stuff she puts on there too. P.S. she says, you don't know anyone who works at Hasbro do you? We need a menopause monopoly. <laughs> Menopoly, she puts in bracket. Get it? Uh, but she says they won't reply to me. So can you help? Well, I'll put this out there. I don't know anybody. Anybody have any contact at Hasbro? Let me know. You can email us here. That's hq at lizardwellbeing.com. Or you can contact Dr. Zoe Hodson via her Instagram. And as I say, you will find her at Manchester Menopause Hive. Well, talking of Instagram, another post that I spotted earlier this week came from the award-winning consultant cardiologist and visiting professor of evidence-based medicine, Dr. Asim Malhotra, otherwise known on Instagram as Lifestyle Medicine Doctor, he posted a really very hard-hitting and arresting diagram on his Instagram a few days ago saying that high blood glucose, even in non-diabetics, so just eating one Krispy Kreme donut, for example, is significantly associated with increased risk of death from coronavirus. Well, you know me and my battle to get us all eating a bit less in the way of sugar and refined carbs. So I just had to find out more on this, especially as Dr. Asim then went on to say that anyone becoming unwell should immediately stop eating all sugar and refined carbs. Well, here he is to tell us more. So, Asim, a very warm welcome back. I'm absolutely delighted to have you back here. I know that my listeners love all your brilliant advice and, and just such a different way of, of framing health. So thank you for being with us again. My pleasure. Always lovely to speak to you, Liz. Well, thank you. And I just had to pick up the phone to you because I looked at your Instagram, as I always do whenever you're posting. And you said uh, earlier this week, high blood glucose, even in non-diabetics, so eating one Krispy Kreme donut, for example, is significantly associated with increased risk of death from the COVID virus. And I just thought that was so hard hitting. And for you as an NHS trained 
cardiologist, hospital consultant, to say something like that. I, I really just wanted to give you a little bit of airtime here so that we could talk through this. Sure. No, thank you, Liz, for that. I, I think it's a really important issue, and I'm really glad that you've, um, you know, something that you want to discuss through your podcast and getting out to your listeners as well. So we've known for a long time uh, within medicine in general, uh, patients with type 2 diabetes or even type 1 diabetes get admitted to hospital with high glucose or poor blood glucose control, for example, with infections, are much more likely to suffer complications and die. Um, and that's something that is, you know, being accepted within medicine, but not something that we've kind of thought a lot about. Uh, in the sense that, you know, viruses and bacteria seem to thrive more off high blood sugar. Um, and now we, we now have data suggesting that the same problem is occurring with COVID-19. Even as back as sort of November last year, uh, there was a very large Spanish study that was able to find a strong association with people admitted to hospital with um, higher than normal blood glucose levels, even in those that were non-diabetic and it being associated with increased risk of being admitted to ITU, needing more ventilation and oxygen, even increased risk of death. And I think that's important because what for me it highlights is that in that situation, if you are unlucky enough to contract the virus, you know, one of the worst things you can do at that point in time um, is to consume junk food and high glycemic index carbohydrates and sugar. So I think, you know, what's important for people to understand is that in any time that, you know, you get ill, whether you get flu, whatever else, what you eat is so important to reduce the risk of you getting sicker. You know, your nutrition is, op it needs to be optimized at that point. I mean, it should be optimized anyway, but even mm. more so if you are suffering from a viral infection. This is just so interesting, and it's a message that is not getting out there in, in the mainstream. I have never heard any doctor say, let alone a, you know, a consultant, say, watch the amount of sugar that you eat, avoid sugar if you're sick. What is the medical evidence? Because we, we do hear, and obviously I hear, because I work in the world of well-being with, with non-medics as, as well as properly trained medical doctors. What is the evidence that sugar is so destructive when it comes to our immune system? So there are two mechanisms um, where blood, high blood glucose is uh, detrimental to health. So one is increases inflammation within the body. So you've got this chronic inflammatory state where your immune system is essentially activated by higher blood glucose levels because higher blood glucose levels means that your cells cannot function optimally. Uh, and that does tend to trigger this sort of chronic inflammation in general, you know, in, in anyone that's got chronically high blood glucose, even type 2 diabetics, for example. So that's one mechanism. Uh, certainly as a cardiologist, I can tell you that um, at the root cause of heart disease is also related to excess blood glucose triggered uh, or sort of initiated initially also by high uh, blood insulin levels. So insulin is a hormone that helps maintain blood glucose within what we call a, you know, a, a healthy range. And if your insulin is too high because you're consuming too much blood glucose, insulin itself even also acts as a kind of uh, uh, what we call pro-inflammatory. Um, uh, has a pro-inflammatory effect. And both insulin and glucose, Liz, also, as well as being pro-inflammatory, are pro-thrombotic. So what they do is they increase your risk of having blood clots. Uh, and what we've seen certainly in patients with heart attacks is that if they have uh, high blood glucose and they have a heart attack, 
then their risk of death is significantly higher, um, both through these inflammatory mechanisms, but also from the point of uh, from the perspective of they increase the risk of, of, of sort of more um, uh, more severe clots that are going to cause more damage to your organs, in particular in this in this situation to, towards the heart. So uh, when you when it comes to COVID nineteen, the other you know what what has now been established is that the most severe form of COVID nineteen is people who suffer from the uh, acute respiratory distress syndrome. So essentially, um, you know, and, uh, the COVID causes the inflammation within the lungs, they get a pneumonia, and then the immune system has an exaggerated response to try and deal with that pneumonia, and that ends up destroying lung tissue. And high blood glucose seems to increase the risk of that as well. So there's lots of different things going on, but I think the two things people need to realize is um, increased inflammation from high blood glucose and uh, increased risk of, of clotting or thrombotic. So what can we do about it? Well, we need to basically think about all of the different lifestyle factors that can help uh, manage or reduce the high blood glucose. And the most important thing is actually reducing the um, consumption of foods that are going to raise your blood glucose um, particularly high. And those are, are really your sugars and your high glycemic index carbohydrates. So, you know, I, I had paid one patient um, who's a type 2 diabetic who actually sent her type 2 diabetes into remission several years ago, had followed some of my work and managed to get her type 2 diabetes into remission. I've been in contact with her. And she interestingly got, um, you know, COVID-19 uh, early on before anybody else. It was subsequently proved with an antibody test and got quite sick, but didn't need hospital admission. And she's pretty convinced that because she was, um, her type 2 diabetes was in remission because she'd cut out all of the high glycemic index carbohydrates, that helped her uh, not get very ill and, and, and perhaps even saved her life. And then as an experiment, once she'd obviously come through all of this, she decided just to see what would happen to her blood glucose if she had ate one um, one donor. In this particular instance, it was a, 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 a single Krispy Kreme donor. Oh no! And, and it, it sent her blood glucose through the roof, um, Liz. Wow. It sent it through the roof. So you know that's somebody who's already obviously a bit predisposed. But even in people I know that are non-diabetics who you know have glucose monitors and eat some of these foods, you can see their blood glucose spike significantly. So you know um, it, it's quite clear. Uh, you know, of course, people are going to argue saying, you know, what's wrong with the occasional treat, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Uh, the, but the problem we have in this country at the moment is the amount of, of sugar and refined carbohydrates we're consuming is, is, is really uh, very high and to levels that are really toxic to the body. And of mm. course, that's affecting the population health in, in a very detrimental way. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And of course, we're talking about care for acute, an, an acute is, issue here, an acute illness, um, and the difference in many cases between life and death. And I think there are three very quick points I'd like to pick up on here before we go. One is presumably all this talk of bake for carers and taking cakes and donuts and goodness knows what else into hospitals or to, to people who are sick is not a good idea. Would you say so? Absolutely. And the reason that people are doing this within the healthcare sector, Liz, you'd think, you know, should know better, is basically just lack of knowledge, complete lack of educational knowledge on the impact of uh, of food on health, and at the same time, an exaggerated uh, belief, if you like, uh, an over-optimistic view of the power of modern medicine to the extent where, for some people, with the lack of knowledge about the impact on food on health, they think it doesn't really matter what you eat. You've got drugs that can deal with the complications of you know, poor diet, et cetera. Um, mm. In addition to not realizing that the impact of diet on health is quite rapid, both in a detrimental way, but also in a good way, that you can rapidly improve health markers within just a few days to a few weeks of changing diet. So there's all of that thrown in there. But I think what people need to understand is it's very likely that your own doctor, and that's through no fault of his own, doesn't know any of this stuff. And we've got lots of data showing that doctors realize that the importance of, of, of diet, but they have very little training knowledge because it's not something taught in medical school. You know, one simple um, example I'd give you, there was a large study give, uh, done in the United States looking at the medical knowledge of nutrition amongst doctors. And only one in three, Liz, and this is not rocket science, only one in three doctors could actually identify what an oily fish was. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> OK, so, yeah, there's a big potential knowledge gap. Um, I want to ask you about what's happening in India, if I may, just very briefly, because this is a topical podcast. You are of Indian origin, and I know that you've got many friends and family over still in India. We've talked about diabetes. We've talked about metabolic health here. Is, is that a factor in the rising number of cases in India? I think the answer to that question is almost certainly less. The reason I'm saying almost is um, India hasn't been, uh, you know, historically very good at collecting data 
um, in these sorts of situations. Certainly uh, right now, we don't have very good strong data to show that the um, you know that that it's affecting people who have metabolic syndrome. But from what we already know already from the past you know uh, year and a half of this pandemic, if you like, um, almost certainly the people that are going to be worst affected are going to be people who have uh, metabolic syndrome, which is essentially you know, uh, a condition related to excess body fat, even at people of a so-called normal BMI. Uh, we are hearing case reports and anecdotes of younger people in India, people the age of 40, 41 dying, and they're, they're quite significantly overweight. So um, I think that, or, you know, in, India also has a very high prevalence of what we call metabolic syndrome, as I described earlier, one in three people, adults have metabolic syndrome. The diet wow. in India is very, very uh, poor in relation to very high sugar, very high refined carbohydrate. A lot of westernized foods now have have sort of displaced a lot of the traditional diet or certainly being eaten on top of the traditional diet. So it's um, it's a metabolic time bomb that's been there for a long time. Um, and uh, it, it, yeah, unfortunately, COVID is now exploiting that. Uh, mm. in India and and you know I and and it's causing you know quite considerable damage because you know, I have many friends and family in India uh, my uncle in India for example he three of his friends you know who are relatively okay they, you know they may not have been optimal metabolic health but there was no reason for them to to suddenly die three of them died from COVID-19 mm. um, so so this you know I think it highlights one that this virus in certain risk groups is, can be absolutely lethal and it's mm. certainly much more uh, lethal than the flu virus mm. uh, certainly for the older adults um, and this particular strain Liz I think is just more contagious and that's why it's spread quite rapidly within uh, within you know, the good news I think people should be reassured I think it's very very likely that our vaccination program the vaccine vaccines that are out there that people have taken already um will protect uh you from from this uh from this mm. strain causing serious illness which is reassuring but of course you know we want the whole world to be uh on top of this pandemic as soon mm. as possible absolutely well thank you for, for for covering that point and lastly i can't let you go and this is perhaps going to be a little bit of a cliffhanger for my listeners you talked about the impact of sugar on our overall health. And as a cardiologist, you were talking a lot about heart health and blood clots. And I think this will become as a little bit of a surprise, maybe not so to people who are regular listeners here, but to hear somebody of, of your stature and, and your knowledge really highlighting sugars and not fats. And I know that that's something that we are going to be coming back to and talk again in, in more detail, but very briefly, top line, sugars and heart disease, clear connection? Yes, absolutely. Um, clear connection of sugar and heart disease uh, in terms of it driving uh, the insulin resistance, which is the number one risk factor, if you like, for heart attacks. And uh, on the converse of that, though, Liz, dietary fat uh, does not cause heart disease. Dietary fat Brilliant. does not cause heart disease. And I think people need to understand that. But uh, we'll, yeah, there'll be more to come on that in the next few Do, months. To be continued. To be continued. Asim, thank you so much for your time today. It's always such a pleasure and great to get such evidence-based information. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Liz. Well, pretty unequivocal stuff, don't you think? And always a pleasure to talk evidence-based medicine here, especially with someone who isn't afraid to speak out against some of the biggest powers at play, that is the food and the pharmaceutical industries. More from Dr. Asim on this in the future, for sure. 
And in the meantime, I can't help but feel a little bit uneasy at the focus of cookie and cake baking for healthcare rewards or fundraising, and wonder if this is the wrong message being promoted here, when we're all about finding ways to actually better support our immune systems and our well-being. Not that I'm against a bit of home baking, by the way, and if you fancy a lower sugar muffin recipe right now, you will find a very good one over on my Lizelle Wellbeing website. This is made with banana and grated apple for natural sweetness, no added sugars at all. And in this latest recipe, I've added a spoonful of matcha tea powder, and you might have seen me demo this lovely frothed up matcha latte on this morning, the show on Monday with Phil and Rochelle. Of course, Phil's reaction was absolutely classic. I think we can safely say he is not a fan of matcha tea, but if you make it properly into a creamy latte, I actually highly rate it. And the matcha muffins are delicious too. So if you fancy taking a look at how to make a simple and very tasty matcha latte, do head over to the Lizard Wellbeing YouTube channel. Lots more videos and film clips being loaded there as I speak. So do be sure to click the subscribe button if you would like to be kept in the loop. That is the Lizard Wellbeing channel over on YouTube. And talking about being kept in the loop, thank you very much indeed for all your five-star reviews and ratings for this little podcast over on iTunes. Um, a few reviews just in, which I can share with you. Uh, this one showing that not all reviews are positive. Uh, this is from Janie, 44, who says, Disappointed. I've always trusted Liz and her advice for many years, but feel disappointed that she was promoting some miracle fat loss supplements. I've shown these to a doctor and a nutritionist and was told not to waste my money as they are completely useless. My favourite episodes are when Dr. Louise Newson is on. All menopausal ladies need to listen to her. Well, absolutely they do. And and all I would say, I think that you're probably there talking about the Amino Slim amino acid supplement, which is very interesting indeed. And I think two things here. I think firstly, we know how little nutritional training, if any, GPs have. Dr. Asim was talking about that very thing. So it's always a bit of a minefield asking a GP for nutritional advice. They may know, they may not. But especially when it's focused on the activity maybe of something new or a specific nutrient perhaps. And all I can say is it works for me. And I have known the nutritionist and the personal trainer, Zana Morris, for many, many years. And she has treated many, many midlife women, particularly who find this uh, amino acid to be helpful for fat dispersals. And I think as we discover more about the interplay with growth hormones, our circadian rhythms, our genetic profiling, the hunger hormones such as ghrelin, we are going to be hearing even more about new ways to helpfully hack into our well-being. And no doubt more on that to come. So stay tuned if you would like to take a listen, of course. A uh, couple more here. This one is from... Mandabird, who has obviously been listening to a lot of the HRT podcast because you say, thank you so much for this information on estradose. I am outraged that this is happening to women and that the MRHA are ineffective in resolving the issue. Liz, you are correct that if this was a man's problem, it would be sorted already. What can we do to put pressure on the MHRA to do something? Well, I think all we can do is to continue 
to report issues if you have an issue with overlabeled estrogel, which underneath you find to be estradose, or maybe you've been given estradose and you find that your menopausal symptoms return, you need to raise the issue. You need to fill in the yellow card app. You can download that from the App Store. It's the MHRA official yellow card reporting app. You know, we're being encouraged to do it for all sorts of things. Vaccine side effects, medicine side effects, anything that you want to say about a medication. You just fill in your details, you put in the batch number, and it really helps to get informed information back to the regulators. So really important that we do this. And also you can talk to your pharmacist, you can talk to your GP about it as well to raise awareness. There are more uh, features if you want to read up on Liz Our Wellbeing website and also on the Menopause Doctor website. You will find clinical information on her website site especially uh last one here the most recent uh review left on 4th of may may the 4th may the 4th be with you indeed i hope it was and this was left by pips who says brilliant podcast as always informative extremely interesting and well researched kudos to liz and her team Thank you very much, Pips. Much appreciated. Now, before I go, don't forget to check out the website, lizardwellbeing.com. There's quite a lot more up there at the moment, especially on food, on fitness, on weight loss, getting ready for summer, on menopause matters, obviously, and gut health. And you can also sign up for the free weekly newsletter. I hope you are enjoying that because we've got some excellent recipes in this week's edition. We've got some new Liz Loves offer codes and discounts as well as a free competition to win one of Lily's incredible LED face masks with the near-infrared technology worth nearly £2,000. So it's a really, really good one to enter. After all, somebody has to win it. Well, it won't be me because I'm not allowed to enter. Shame. But do make sure that you do. Good luck. And on that positive note, have a great week ahead. Enjoy the weekend if you're listening to me in real time. So until next time, with lots more from the world of well-being to come to you over the airwaves. Go well. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 